Today we're grateful to have Pastor Yanni bring the message. Pastor Yanni is the minister of our new church that is starting up in Ajax this September. I'd like to ask him to just tell you a little bit about it for all of you here in the sanctuary and for our radio listeners. Pastor Yanni, blessings on you. Would you welcome him, please? Thank you. Thank you. I just would like to give you a little update on what's going on in our church. Um, we are really excited that things are progressing really well. And uh, now we have a core team, about uh, 35, 40 people. I'm really thankful for them. From the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate your willingness to join us, to come with us. And it will be a really good experience for you and for your family to be a part of something great uh, starting from the beginning. Now we are meeting every week and we are making preparations. Our first uh, service will be in uh, September 20th, 2015 at the Cineplex in Ajax, which is located at Highway 2 and Salem. Our morning service will start at 10.27. It will start at 10.27. And the reason why we chose that time is because Luke 10.27 says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. So every time when we are going to invite people to come and join us, we will tell them, come out. Uh, we are meeting in the Cineplex in Ajax, and we start at 1027. And they will say, oh, wow, why do you start at 1027? Why don't you start at 1030? And then you can share Luke 1027 is what we believe in, that uh, you have to love your Lord and, uh, and your neighbor. So September 20th, we will have a launch, and then the week after, that's when we would like to ask you to bring your friends and family. We gave out a card a couple uh, months ago and said that, would you like to commit, and if not, how else can you help? And many of you said um, on that paper that, I am not able to come, but I would like to pray for the church and I would like to invite my family and friends who live in the Ajax area. And we appreciate that and that's a huge help and that's a huge blessing to us. So, so we would like to ask you to bring those friends and family on the 27th. We just would like to share the good news of Jesus Christ with them. Heavenly Father, as we open up your word, we are asking and we would like to get your wisdom. Heavenly Father, we would like to ask that you would bless us, that you would work in our hearts, in our minds. We are here to learn. We are here to gain something. Heavenly Father, we would like to just know more and more about you. And we believe that you prepare this Sunday when you will do so. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I would like to ask you to open up your Bible. We are going to read Psalm 62. Psalm 62 says, a Psalm of David, I wait quietly before God, for my victory comes from Him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will never be shaken. So many enemies against one man, 
all of them trying to kill me. To them, I am just a broken down wall or a tottering fence. They plan to topple me from my high position. They delight in telling lies about me. They praise me to my face, but curse me in their hearts. Let all that I am wait quietly before God, for my hope is in Him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will not be shaken. My victory and honor come from God alone. He is my refuge, a rock, where no enemy can reach me. O my people, trust in Him at all times. Pour out your heart to Him, for God is our refuge. Common people are as worthless as a poof of wind, and the powerful are not what they appear to be. If you weigh them on the scales, together they are lighter than a breath of air. Don't make your living by extortion or put your hope in stealing. And if your wealth increases, don't make it the center of your life. God has spoken plainly, and I have heard it many times. Power, O God, belongs to you. Unfailing love, O Lord, is yours. Surely you repay all people according to what they have done. Amen. Really powerful psalm. Really powerful and really, really encouraging. First, I would like to give you a little bit of the background of this psalm so we would understand what David was going through so we can understand and uh, we can apply that better to our life. When I read the Bible, I always uh, like to take a step back and kind of just look at a broader picture so it will help me understand and help me um, apply again to my life. We can read about... Um, about David and how he was scared. That's just the bottom line. He was scared. He was in a really, really hard situation because one of his sons was going against him. He was trying to go after the kingdom and he wanted to be the king. In 2 Samuel 15 and the following chapters, we can read about what's going on in King David's life when his son is actually going after his people. He's going there and he sweet-talks them and he slowly wins over everyone who was on the first place supporting uh, King David. Can you imagine that there is a king who is so powerful, who is so strong, and then his own son is going after him to the point where he has to leave the palace and, and hide, basically, because his life uh, was in danger. We are talking about King David, and when we are talking about this, this psalm, we really have to see that this, is, this was in his mind, this was his mindset, that, that he, he was really, really scared. We can read a really interesting thing in verse 3. It says that, So my enemies against one man, and all of them trying to kill me. To them, I am just a broken down wall or a tattering fence. That's what King David was feeling. King David, he was a shepherd when he was younger. So he was looking after animals. 
They like to put the animals in a fenced around area so they were safe against um, uh, other people, other men or, or dangerous animals. And obviously when they were the place where the fence wasn't complete or where there was areas where the fence was broken down, it was useless. It was not functioning. It needed to be repaired. And that's what King David is going back to this picture because he feels that he, he is useless. He feels that, that he needs some uh, restoration. He feels that he's not functioning as he's supposed to function. He knows that and he feels that, that God needs to work in his life to restore it back to its original fame and its, to its original uh, status. It's, it's, it's really amazing to see when King David uses this picture, he's going back to his roots when he was a shepherd. And the question is this morning, that you need God and you need his restoration and you feel that you are not functioning as you suppose, you feel stretched. You feel that you need the power and the help of God. Then, this psalm is for you. The last couple of weeks, as I look at the prayer request, I see that there are more and more names on this prayer request. There is a lot of brokenness, there is a lot of problems, there are a lot of health needs. And maybe many of you are feeling the same way, that you feel you are like a broken down fence, and you need God's restoration. Maybe it's in your personal life, maybe it's in your it's a health challenge. Whatever you are going through, you can use this psalm, Psalm 62. I want to uh, remind you that keep this psalm in your mind and read it, because... As we read in it, you can find salvation, you can find refuge, you can find help in this psalm. Just how King David used it, and, and he, he found restoration, and he found blessing. So, do you feel like a broken down wall? Well, guess what? This psalm is for you. I called this psalm uh, the trust psalm. Trust psalm. This is the trust psalm, and uh, we are going to go through the word trust, okay? Today we are going to look at the word trust, and um, we are going to find um, truths, which will start with the word T, and then R, and U, and you know the rest, okay? So, the, in the word trust, the T stands for truly or only and alone, the victory comes from God. Amen. Truly, only or alone, the victory comes from God. Some Bible translation uses the word truly. Some uses uh, only or alone, depending on which one you have. But we can read, this word is really, really crucial in this psalm. Only or alone, the victory comes from God. In verse 2, 6, and 7, we can find this word. It's so important that he keeps repeating this word. He is the only source of victory. He is the only source of restoration. 
In the Hebrew Bible, actually, if we would look at the original text, this word, what we translate to only, it actually appears six times in this chapter. Six times. When do you repeat yourself? When you're talking to your children, when you really want to underline something, that's when you repeat yourself. When something really important is coming out of your mouth, you repeat it again because you want your children, you want your kids to remember it, to grasp it, and to use it. And here in this psalm, we can hear it, we can hear it six times that the only victory, the true victory only comes from God. And it's really interesting that He is the only source. There is nothing else. And um, the concept that we will enjoy God's peace in the midst of life's most threatening moments, then God only is our salvation and refuge. So don't forget this truth. The T stands for truly, only or alone, the victory comes from God. Let's go to the next letter, the letter R. Rely on God in all circumstances. Verse 8 says this, O my people, trust in Him, God, at all times. Pour out your heart to Him, for God is your refuge. Maybe you feel there is no help. Maybe you feel that you are not going to make it to the next step, to the next day. In all situations, you can rely on God. Because He is reliable. He's so reliable that nothing or no one is like God. When you are disappointed in people, disappointed in your job or in your employer or in your employee, or you're disappointed that your health is not as good as it was, guess what? You can find peace because you know that you can rely on the foundation of our lives, which is Jesus Christ. Okay? Don't forget that and keep that in your mind. Really, really important. All circumstances, we can always rely on Him. On Saturday morning, we had a prayer and fasting meeting. It's really enriching to be there. We are praying for one another. We are praying for everyone who is on the prayer list. And uh, there was a point where we started to uh, anoint people with oil. Because... As I said, there's just a lot of brokenness. There's just a lot of health needs and special needs. We were happy to pray for people. We were happy to anoint people. Because that's what we can do for one another. And we sang this song. I need thee, oh I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Oh bless me now, my Savior, I come to thee. I need thee every hour in joy or pain. Come quickly and abide, or life is in vain. We were realizing that at the prayer meeting, every time that we need Him. And you know what? He's there for you. And He wants to be this point in your life. So if you have not put Him um, in the center of your life yet, then maybe this is a, a good Sunday to do that. Maybe if you, you feel that there is nothing certain in your life, you feel that everything is changing and you don't know where you are, and you don't know what to grab on, you can grab on God. Amen. 
You can rely on Him because He is the foundation. He is like a rock. This is what the, this psalm actually uses many times. So it says, He is a rock. And um, I had the privilege to go to Israel. And uh, as we were walking around, I realized why the Bible uh, uses the rock as an example. Because it's everywhere. You can just go around and see the smaller rocks, bigger rocks, medium rocks. And it's just really easy to, to use that as an example, that here's a huge rock, and this is how God can be in our lives, that nobody can move that rock. And He can be the rock and the refuge in your life. Amen? All right. Let's move to the next letter, the U. Now, it was a little bit difficult, so I had to be... Smart here. So you have to earnestly call on God in times of trouble. Verse 1 and 5 says these things. I wait quietly before God for my victory comes from Him. That was verse 1. Verse 5 says, Let all that I am wait quietly before God for my hope is in Him. Both verse, it says that, you know, I, I have to wait quietly. Sometimes when you go to God and then you ask things, or many times you have to wait. Doesn't things appear magically? Things don't get solved from one second to another. In David's life, we can see that he was crying out to God for a long time. He was in this really bad uh, situation for a long, long time, but he was faithful. And he was earnestly calling on God. He knew that, that nothing else can solve or no one else can solve his problem, just only God. So he was patient. He was waiting. And he was calling on God earnestly. And that's the attitude what you and I have to have. We cannot give up. And we have to be patient. And we have to wait sometimes. But always be mindful that he is our victory and he is our refuge if we are earnest and if we are faithful that will pay off it will pay off in your life it will pay off in your family life here is an example that how you can be earnest how you can be patient repeat these truths as often as you face challenges or someone is attacking you the first truth, what you can see on the top, that the truly the victory comes from God, you have to put that in your brain, and you have to repeat it. And you have to remember it, and you have to repeat it when you are going through tough situations. And when things are not getting better, your health is not getting better, the situation is not getting better, your family is not getting better, you have to repeat this sentence, you have to repeat and remember this truth, that the victory comes from God. And if you do that, He will answer your prayers if you are faithful. When you have this truth in your mind, you can find peace in God even when the situation doesn't get solved around you. Do you understand what I'm saying? The situation is not going to get solved every time you pray, but you can have peace about it. And when you have peace about it, guess what you can do? You can use your peace to bless others around you who are in the same situation. You found peace because you know that the victory comes from God. 
and you can share that peace and share that truth the people around you who are facing the same situation, the same problems. So that's how you can bless your husbands, that's how you can bless your wives, your children, your friends, whatever. You have to be earnest, you, you have to persevere, and when you find peace, use that to bless others. Amen? The next letter is the S, and it stands for Set Your Heart on God. In verse 10, this is what we can read. It's a New Living Translation, what I have here. Don't make your living by extortion or put your hope in stealing. And if your wealth increases, don't make it the center of your life. Some other uh, translation says that don't set, this is what I read, don't set your heart on these things. Okay, so that's what I mean by set your heart on God. It means something like this, that don't make the center of your life these things. What is uh, in the center of your lives? What do you have uh, in the most precious place in your, in your heart? Uh, maybe your family, maybe your beautiful car, maybe your beautiful purse, maybe some delicious food. Maybe some alcohol, maybe some drugs. What is in the center of your lives? What you cherish the most? And I'm not saying that, you know, we have to give up everything and we have to get rid of our family members and uh, we shouldn't eat delicious food because I am all up for that. But we have to have priorities here, okay? We have to set our heart primarily on God. Amen. We have to have Him in the most precious place. Right. So here in the psalm, we can actually read what others, other people who are going against David were doing. You know, this psalm mentions extortion or stealing. And that's what they believed that it will bring uh, happiness to them. It was really precious to them to have wealth, to have money. And, uh, and they were doing illegal things to get to that place. So the word extortion means that it's the crime of obtaining money or some of other thing of value by the abuse of one office or authority. And stealing is obvious. Just taking away by these others. And so this is the two examples we have here. And David saw that they are breaking the law, they are, they are bending the law, and it probably may, made him upset. And um, because when we see people who are getting along doing these things, it kind of upsets us. And we kind of want to follow them and set our heart on these things as well, because we see that these things are easy, they are easy solutions. We just really have to be reminded that we, we cannot set this in the middle of our hearts, in the middle of our lives. Because they are not going to be long-term blessings. They are not going to bring long-time happiness. So do not trust in men, in crime or in money, but rather trust in the God of power and love. Okay? Set your heart on God rather than these things. And at last but not at least, trust in God's reward. 
That's the last letter today. The T stands for trust in God's reward. In verse 12, we can see this. Unfailing love, O Lord, is yours. Surely you repay all people according to what they have done. And um, it's really good to see that God will judge and He will... He has a reward for everyone, for me and for others. And it was really good for David to see that God, God rewarded those people. And, uh, you know, the situation was fixed later on. So, and we can see that in our lives, that um, God will have the reward for us and for others around us. And maybe you will see final things in our life here on earth. What I'm saying, what I'm meaning here, is that uh, sometimes we are praying for some things, and uh, the answer is just not coming. Sometimes we are praying for things, and we feel that God is just not answering. And sometimes, after years and years of being faithful, God might answer your prayer, and God might bring victory or solution in a situation, but He might not. But we have to trust in Him that all these things are, are for our benefits. And if we don't see the, re- the rewards here, we will see them in heaven. If you are going through a tough situation and you remain faithful, and you, you are just uh, still don't give up on God and pray to Him, then uh, again, you might see the result here, you might see the result in heaven. And be and just think about that. No matter what's going on in our lives, and no matter how bad the situation is, after all, it's really good to know that our reward is heaven through Jesus Christ. So no matter how, how broken down you are, no matter how tough the situation is, if you take a step back and you said, no matter what happens to me, After all, I will be able to go to heaven. So all this brokenness, all these problems will end one day. And I will cherish and I will be happy in heaven. So trust in God's reward because He has a reward for you. He has a reward for others. But you, as I said, you really have to see this in a perspective and just see Look at the future. Look at the further future when you know that um, you will be able to go to heaven. How sure you are that you are going to heaven. I, sometimes when I lead Bible studies, I like to ask this question. And people usually answer, well, you know, I, I mean, Jesus died for me, but, you know, my life is not perfect. I do sometimes not good things. But I I guess if I try my best, and I guess if I believe in Jesus Christ, I will go to heaven, or I might go to heaven. And I, I always say that I don't think that's the right answer here. The Bible says that if you believe in Jesus Christ, you will go to heaven. There's no other buts, there's no other ifs, there's no nothing. If you believe in Jesus Christ, you will get the reward, what you deserve, and you will go to heaven. So do you believe this, this morning? Do you believe that you have this reward in heaven? 
I hope you do, but if you don't, again, this Sunday might be a good opportunity for you to accept this reward which is offered to you. Trust in God, because He offered it, He said it's yours, so you just have to take it, you have to believe it, and that's it. End of story. If you believe that Jesus Christ has died for you on the cross, and He paid the price for your sins, then you will go to heaven. You will go to heaven. And today, it's actually, it's really good that we have communion. Because this is what we celebrate. This is what uh, uh, we commemorate when we take these emblems. We are remembering that Jesus has died for me, for you, for all of us. And He paid the price. So we have a reward when He is coming back. There's the second aspect of communion. We are looking in the future that Jesus is coming back and He is going to judge me. He is going to judge others. And He is going to look at our faith if we believe in Him or not. And if we believe in Him, we will be able to get the reward. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are thankful this morning. We are thankful that... uh, We can trust in you. We are thankful that in this life when um, everything is changed and everything is uncertain, you are certain. And we can rely on you. Thank you so much that we can always trust in you. We are thankful that you are the rock in our lives. Heavenly Father, Please help us and remind us when we are going through problems and difficulties that uh, we have to be faithful and we cannot give up on you. Help us to rely on you in all circumstances. Help us to, to know and remember that the victory comes from you, Heavenly Father. And we would like to trust in you. We would like to set our heart on you, Heavenly Father. So please help us. Use, use this psalm and use this truth so we can, um, we can be blessed and we can find peace in the middle of uh, challenges, in the middle of problems. Thank you so much that you are always with us. Thank you so much that you always bless us. Thank you so much that you always protect us. And we are thankful that you are our refuge. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you.